Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. In today's episode, we have one of my good friends, Sky, on. Sky is one of my favorite people in the entire world. She is the coolest girl that I know. She's so fun. She's just li- like literally the coolest person ever. She's so good at everything that she does. She is a musician. You guys can find her on Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. She's so good. Her music is so good, guys. So I'm so excited for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed and let's get started. All right, Sky, you ready? I think. Yay! Okay, we're gonna start off with Hot Seat. Number one, favorite band growing up. <gasps> yeah, I knew you'd like this one. Oh my god, growing up? What did you say? Well, I don't answer these, but I would oh, say. You do today. I do today, okay. <laughs> I would say, no, I would say Paramore, honestly. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, my cousin toured with them when I was little. Oh, I thought it was really good. cool. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. In high school, I listened to a ton of Kings of Leon. Like a ton. Yeah. It's like not a fun answer though, so I don't no, really want to like go with it. But yeah, I mean, that's that was definitely the vibe. And honestly, like I'm a huge old school R&B person. My dad was too. So like a lot of like Brandy. That's good. A lot of Usher. Oh my gosh. My Boo is my all time favorite song. <laughs> don't even get me started. Like that song comes on anywhere and I'm a different person. Like I'm no longer. That's a good like closing it down bar song. Yeah. Like it's 2 a.m. The lights go on. It's like, there's always that one person. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. What is, I will share my story, but what is your most embarrassing story? Oh, I mean, I sing, right? So like, it's gotta be something where it's like my voice just cracked to the nines, but none of them like come to mind. I'd say either that or I need you to inspire me. Okay, here's my inspiration. Okay, or your inspiration from me. So just wait for it. It gets it's it's the hor- it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Okay, go. So nothing embarrassing, really. Like I'm someone who I'm really outgoing. I'm very loud. I'm very like oh whatever about everything. So like for me to get embarrassed, it like doesn't happen. Like I really genuinely like I don't really normally feel the emotion of being embarrassed, right? But. Okay, it's my sophomore year of high school, right? I'm sitting in class. There was this a little back, like a little context. There was this teacher, right? I'm going to name him Mr. Lyons. Not his name, but I hate him, so I don't want him to even get any satisfaction knowing that this is about him. Right. right? Process of elimination, I think, he's going to figure out that he he's going to know because this is the only thing that's happened, but whatever. It doesn't matter. If anyone knows me, do not send this to him. So anyways, <laughs> we're in class. He's a student teacher at this point, or Okay, my freshman year, he was a student teacher. He's really hot, and everyone was obsessed with him. So people would always tweet, I have Mr. Lyons as a sub, whatever, hashtag blessed, right? So it was like a trend in the school. Like, people were tweeting that all the time. I was like, my friend would always tweet it, and I was like making fun of her, right? So the one time I ever tweet about anyone, I tweeted that. But 
what you didn't see before was like if you looked up it was an exact it was like a copy everyone was doing it like everyone was doing it right but during the same time my high school had this thing called mhs1 our broadcasting department was like number one in the nation if you watched it we had like a news thing it was insane like i can't even describe to you how well done this thing was and it was a huge thing in the school they started a segment of teachers reading tweets about them right Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's coming. So I'm sitting in class, and he's subbing my class, you know, after I just tweeted that, right? And they not, like, literally, I just want to say, like, obviously, it's going to get recorded, whatever, but I didn't have to be in the class as it was done. So my friends, who were, like, the older guys that I was friends with, come in, and they, like, waited until I was in the class that he had, right? And they go grab him, and they're like, hey, Mr. Lyons, can we have you out here really quick? We need to record something. Oh, he no, goes no, in. No, no. And literally reads a tweet as I'm in the class. And, like, they're all pointing at me. Clearly, it's me. And they're, like, dying laughing. It was so uncomfortable. I literally was like, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. So it's, like, in front of the whole school. People didn't, obviously, everyone tweeted it. People didn't know it was me. Like, they didn't say what teacher or what student, like, tweeted it or whatever. So embarrassing. And then to make matters worse, I had him as a teacher the next year. And he was so rude. Like, he, in high school, no one was really mean to me about my YouTube channel, at least in my face. People were pretty much cool about it. But I would, like, travel and, like, miss school or whatever. And he was, like, the student council teacher. But I was, like, president. And I did a lot. And he did nothing. He was actually the worst teacher I've ever had. And he was so rude. But hot. But also hot, but he was so horrible. But hot, yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> and uh, where, um, yeah, so he would just say really rude things about me. And like, put, like, when I was out of town, he'd be like, what is she even doing? Like, acting. And I'm like, I'm like making a living. Like, I'm millennializing shut up. myself, you yeah, old person. You idiot. I'm like, ha ha, have fun. But yeah, he wow. was really rude. Anyways, that's my most embarrassing moment. And I can't ever, like, I can't ever think, I hate thinking about it. I don't think I've, I tell that story once a year and then I, I won't talk about it for another year because I still, I'm just like, oh. It's horrible. I think I might actually black out embarrassing moments. Because, like, I yeah. have these, like, little blips. Like, I'm walking down memory lane in my mind right now, and I'm like, there's little blips. They're like, I know something happened, but if you ask me to tell you the story, I really honestly don't think I could do it. Yeah, yeah. But I know for sure that when I was in high school, I mean, there's, there's like, you know, there's, like, in your head, you have the embarrassing story that's like, wow, that's, like, actually too embarrassing. I never want to talk about it ever yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. there's the embarrassing story where you're like, okay, yeah, I remember that. And I think, yeah. for me, that would be, like, I was singing this one song. At this point, I was, like only playing soccer like fully in athletics and i had to take choir because um credits units or whatever and um i got this random solo for this one random show at the beginning of the year everybody got solos this is not like a fancy thing and i was singing the song and i was like oh my gosh like i'm gonna sing like this is crazy like i literally only sing in my car like nobody had ever heard me ever do anything before and i opened my mouth and i fully cracked like it was like a full octave crack and like you know me I, like, take care of my voice. Like, I am not, yeah. like, I am intentionally trying to not crack at all times, and I just let it go, man. Like, it was bad. It was, like, the worst thing ever. The whole room was dying, and I was like, okay, yeah, so I'm never singing again. You're like, I quit. This is over. Ever, ever, ever again. But, yeah. like, that happens to everybody, I feel like, so it's no. not that good of a answer. I-, I think how you recover from embarrassing things that happen to you mm-hmm. says a lot about you. Really, it does. It really does. This story that happened to me, I remember being like, you know what? The good part about this is that I don't really have when people are like, what's your most embarrassing story? I'm like, now I have one, you know? Like, yeah. this is the one I'll think about for the rest of my life, probably. Like, yeah. to not be dramatic, but to, like, be honest, like, probably. Like, the other day, our one of our friends, Savannah, 
Love you, Sav. Something really embarrassing happened. It was literally the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. And she's going to be so mad that I'm not going to tell the story, but like, I literally bring it up. Why? You just teed it up so good. Because basically, long story short, love you, Sav. But we were in a creative night, right? (laughs) And were you at creative night? I don't think you were there. I probably was. Okay, so hiding. Yes, yes, yes. So. They were doing, like, game balls, but they were doing, like, the trophies and playing the, like, Drake song yes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so long story short, like, we were all, like, game balling. For those of you who don't know, it's basically, like, someone gets a game ball because they did something good. They say something else good that someone else did, and they, like, hand it off, right? So then, like, at the end of it, they were, like, okay, overall, we have two game balls to give to everyone. Like, we just, like, they were, like, pow, 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 like, literally playing this song. They were so obnoxious about it. It was so funny. It was, like, one of my favorite nights at Zoe ever. And... They go, all right, we have this person and blah, 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 like someone in production. And then they're like, and Savannah, right? There's two Savannahs. So Sav, <gasps> our Sav, stands up, like does her hair flip. And then like it was one fluid motion, realizes it isn't about her. But like Aaron like made eye contact with her. So like he definitely like they were playing her, right? And I'm... she gets up as if like she's going to like be amazing. And then she just immediately sits down. Ryan Canerny and I see the whole thing literally crying forever. I'm not kidding, Sky. I've never <laughs> laughed harder. It's been a month. I still talk about it like every other day. She's going to be like seriously put it to rest. But I'm not kidding. It made me love Sav even more because... The way she handled it was so funny and just graceful. Like, wow. When I she's think a about, graceful person. No, she's so good. I'm like, when I think about how I want to handle situations like that, I want to be Savannah. It was incredible. But yeah, funniest story ever. <laughs> I was like, I feel so bad for you. But I feel like ooh. we've all had those moments, you know? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got a good recent oh, one. Here we go. Here we go. So my dad likes to soul cycle. And that's the end of the story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. My dad likes to soul cycle. Um, and he's recently been like on this kick where he takes um, me to soul cycling as like a love language thing. I swear okay. working out is his love language. Okay. And so we go, right? Um, and oh we'll go before work. It's great, whatever. But my dad is like a workout fiend. Fiend. And he's very young at heart. Very young. I literally don't even know how to explain. Like the youngest. Arguably too young at heart. And Arguably. He, he will like tell all the instructors that his daughter is coming to class he'll put us in the two front bikes and then he will literally scream my name during the sprint like let's go sky yeah woo!" in front of the entire class i wish i was kidding and he'll like fist bump he'll be like yeah 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 like when she's like up and down and up he'll like get up and be like oh yeah whoa yeah i'm literally like i actually must be emancipated now (laughs) emancipated I'm 26, <laughs> but do it now. It's not that okay. Is so it's bad. not okay. I literally can't wait for you to meet him now because no, the, I'm, the I story, need to. everything will make sense. I can't wait. The most Italian, curly haired guy, just like, oh my God, the only incredible. dude in a 6 a.m. soul cycling class, just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really? that's, that's the best thing about my life. Yeah, it's bad. No, my soul, when I was back doing soul cycle every day of my life and spending my life savings, um, <laughs> practically. True. No, my instructors, you know, I was so into it. My instructors would call me Texas. It was so cute. Wait, but that's cute. That's so cute. And right? it's vague. So you're yeah. like, yeah, nobody knows who Texas is. Exactly. They don't know they're Let's going to go, meet. baby. It was awesome. That's so funny. Okay, moving on from our embarrassing stories because we're just going to keep <laughs> embarrassing keep ourselves and like basically lose our friends and everything. So <laughs> next one. Um, okay, so what is, this is more serious. What is something in your life that you feel like has shaped you the most? Gasp. <gasps> I know. Oh, man. I feel like for sake of time and like what we're doing right now, I should just go with my most impulsive answers whenever these it? questions yeah, come. Yeah, you should. I mean, for sure, singing songs. Yeah, like, for sure. For sure. It's just challenging. Like, it yeah. challenges you so hard. And like a lot of it is when I was a kid, I was really, really good at being confident. Like, I was 
so like almost like irreverent. I was like, I don't even yeah. care. Like, let's just go. Um, and nobody, anybody said ever phase me ever. And that was the same on stage. I would have taken on any song and just just gone for it. Like there's videos of me on YouTube that my mom put it puts up. LOL. No one look them up. But she'll like put them up, and I like will watch them. And I'm shocked that it's the same person because I'm like, dang, you really just went for it. And I think honestly, if I hadn't have had that outlet, first of all, I wouldn't have gotten into college. Like yeah. so much singing had so much to do with like me even going to school. Um, and my childhood was like my, especially my high school experience was like super, it was really gnarly. And like, that's yeah. a whole dense other story. But like my, my whole dynamic when I was that age was super messed up and that lasted until through college. And so if I hadn't had singing and like, I'm intentionally saying singing and not like piano and not performing, yeah. like it's truly just like actually the act of being vocal and singing like that for sure is like, honestly, I probably wouldn't have even gotten saved if, yeah. like, I wasn't actually singing. And, like, I went to Biola. Yeah. So, like, people just, like, kept coming into my life. And a lot of the, my, like, core friendships now all came from, like, they saw me at a show and then we hung out after. Mm-hmm. Or somebody I knew in a class went to the show because they felt bad and, like, wanted to support me. And then they brought a friend. And then that friend they brought is, like, now one of my closest buddies. So, yeah, I think I would have to just say, like, sing in tunes. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like such a liberating thing, like a new self-realization, like the biggest self-realization I've had in my 20s happened when we were on the Hope Is Here tour, and that was entirely worship-based, yeah, singing-based, so. Love that answer. Okay, give a little bit of one minute, one-ish, whatever, minute background on yourself. This is really hard. It's like an elevator pitch for myself. Yeah, it's just Here's why you should pitch. hire me, Kenzie. <laughs> um, exactly, you get it. Finally, oh, well. someone who understands. I'm dead. I was born in Long Beach. I grew up in Southern California. I sing songs. <laughs> I play piano. I sing songs. I'm in the middle of writing an EP with two of my closest buddies in the world. Um, I work in sports by day, but I'm a musician by trade. I'm just figuring it out, just like you. Just figuring it out. I love that. <laughs> Talk about how you got into singing, because I think your like story with getting into singing is like a little bit different than people's. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, because I was old? No, well, not because you were old, but you were like, it, it, it kind of happened on accident. You For know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching Sister Act 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was playing soccer my whole life competitively, like pretty gnarly. And um, I was watching Sister Act 2, my fave. And I just uh, impersonated. Like my the only reason I ever really learned how to sing or figured out I could sing at all was just blatant impersonation. So like if Shakira came on, I was impersonating her. If Avril Lavigne came on, I was screaming and impersonating her when I was, like, in middle school. Love Avril Lavigne. Don't even get me started. That was truly just a a shout out to Avril. Skater boy, wow. (laughs) Go Canada. You do good things over there, Canada. They really do, honestly. And, yeah, just impersonating. And then eventually I was watching Sister Act 2. Couldn't stop watching it. Was obsessed with the final Joyful Joyful everything. My mom would just, like, laugh at me for being obsessive. And I would go, like, I would be in the shower and I would be singing Joyful Joyful, the intro with Lauren Hill and... Eventually, it just got to the point where I was, like, I was, like, riffing. And my mom was, like, huh? You're, like, 10. Like, I'm really confused. <laughs> and my mom's completely tone deaf. And my dad, my dad is no. He's just a thousand percent no. So, um, <laughs> <Just> no. <laughs> like, lounge lizard almost. Like, he's very, like, start spreading the news. Like, very, like, not a singer also. Yeah. It just was really surprising. And, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't pay attention to it at all. If anything, I blatantly, like, 
hid from my parents when it came to singing. Like if they were listening, I could feel them listening to me sometimes and I would just stop and be like, stop it. Like, mm-hmm. stop listening to me. Like so ashamed almost that that was like a thing. Because to be honest, at that age, I thought the only option for me was go to business school. Like for real. Like that was always just what was said. Like you're going to business school. And um, yeah. And I went to high school. Choir kind of like fell into my lap. And all my friends could sing weirdly, which is totally like now yeah. I'm like, okay, divine appointment. Like everybody that was placed yeah. in my life was singing and like I wanted to sing, but I didn't really, I wasn't good. And yeah, it just kind of progressed. And then I was supposed to go to college for soccer. And ultimately it was like me and my mom couldn't afford the flight to get to the school, to go there, to do the things. And yeah, I mean, we were really, really poor. And the only other school that had reached out to me was Biola, and it was all because I had sang. So if I hadn't have been singing in high school, which was already so odd, then I wouldn't have gone to college, and I wouldn't have been singing in college. And if I hadn't have sang in college, there's no way I would have been pursuing my own songwriting now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where that happened. I should have been, truly, like if I'm going to like beat myself up <laughs> at all, I should have been making my own music when I was really, really young. But I think I just didn't, I didn't come into my own until yeah, at least college. I remember when we, like, a coffee date, I don't even remember when this was, a few months ago, yeah. you were talking about it, you're like, I need to release stuff, I've had stuff ready, I'm just yeah. so, like, scared. Mm-hmm. How did you, like, become not scared? Actually, did you ever? Did you just do it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how? Um, I have a tattoo on my hand that says fear. Yeah, also, she has the coolest tattoos, but, yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a tattoo on my hand called fear, because um, me and one of my closest buddies, this girl Marissa, she... um was also struggling with a dream that had yet to become or like a dream that hadn't come to fruition or like wasn't sure what next steps needed to happen in order to make that dream come to fruition. And there's a lot of just waiting, like a lot of delay. And we both were going through it. Um, Hers was uh, that she wanted to go to law school. And like, what does that look like when you have a, a job and things like that? Like, how do you transition? And we both were just talking about pivoting. Like, are we too old to pivot? Like at this point, I had been working in sports for a few years. I had been like, the token sports employee of my mm. friends. But, like, I didn't even want to be doing that, you know? So, basically, we just decided that w- with each other that we'd be accountable to each other and that we would be prayerful with- for each other and with each other and that within the next year we would make moves to do that thing, like, the thing that we feel is the right move to get us moving forward towards this goal. And yeah. so, I mean, we did. I pretty much, like, if it hadn't been my promise to her, I don't know if I would have released anything yeah and like i had made music like the song we put out first had been in existence for like a couple of years yeah like a long time and we just were afraid or i was afraid the guys have always been my number one supporters yeah wow but like i was afraid how did you meet them we grew up together oh i didn't even know that yeah that's so cool totally and we have like the most honest friendships of any friendships i've ever seen that's so cool yeah it's amazing like, we won't be that group of people who, like, end up parting ways. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, no. They're awesome. So, yeah, then we release music. Now we I have to keep doing it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I totally forgot. I just remembered when it was, like, 6.30 a.m. and you guys were all at our house because Joe was shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've met them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, totally forgot that that happened before school. Wow. Yeah. Good times. Great times. Super <laughs> early. Yeah, really <laughs> early. Why was it that early? No idea. Ethan's crazy. Why did we Shout do that? Ethan. I was literally leaving for class, and I was like, everyone's, like, in our house, so, like, the room that we use is a studio. I'm dead. That was good, honestly. Yeah, it was so sweet. <laughs> Since you write your own stuff, do you feel like people are, like, 
just know, like, you're reading your oh, diary, yes. essentially. Oh, yes. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times people are like, is this song about me? Or, like, have <laughs> you written about me yet? And, like, to be honest, sometimes some, like, some of the songs are about, like, ten people. Yeah. You know? Like, yes. one word is like, yeah, that's the right word for this thing that I have. And then sometimes the songs are about literally nothing and about things that don't exist yet. Yeah. Like, to be honest, the first song, Across the Room, was a, was about nothing. When we when I initially wrote the song with Baca, like it it was about a completely hypothetical scenario about like what it would feel like to be chemically drawn to someone across a room. Yeah. Like we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, we both were like, like I was writing songs, literally full songs about like one text message exchange with a person. <laughs> so it was like we were the farthest away from being like yeah. in love. Yeah. And we wrote this freaking nuts love song. And, like, it was definitely the right decision to put that one out first. Like, Favor was completely upon that mm-hmm. release. Like, as far as, like, affirming us to move forward, it was, like, completely... Yeah, it did really well. It was, like, a, it was an anointed season, for real. Yeah. Because, like, that entire experience was, like, people pouring into me to tell me I was, like, good enough to finally step into that, like, musical yeah. world, which I really needed. Like, things mm-hmm. were so weird for me internally that I was, like, I just need my people to, like, really rally for me and they did how long after that was was that when pastor julia's dad gave you that like word on stage oh man i don't know i feel like that was like a month yeah i feel like that was like right around the same time yeah yeah that was wild yeah that was wild yeah it was crazy but i mean even that i still think about that yeah because like even like some pieces of that have actually come to life already which is amazing but like the main thing was like people will sing your songs when you're not in the room and, like, you will have platform and things like that where you're like, it's hard for me to believe these things about myself. Yeah. But that's really dope. (laughs) And that was, like, a month after we... That was, like, pretty recent us, like, when we had had that coffee date and you were like, Mm -hmm. I just am so terrified to release this stuff. I cried, literally. It was, like, that was a month later. It was, like, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. it was right around that time and I was like, oh, my gosh. That was wild. No, it really has done so well, like... Yeah, no. So proud of you. Thanks, Very glad girl. you're releasing stuff. Me too. I think Need for, more. Yeah, actually, really, yeah. No, okay, something that I love about you is you're so... Mm. <laughs> Cries already. <laughs> no, you're so, like you're very loving but you're very welcoming to all like you're just very like you make everyone feel i'm not actually tearing up my eyes are just trying like can i no, cry you <laughs> are crying <gasps> no i'm Let really not i known. promise i promise i'm not crying guys that's the sweetest but thing i've ever no heard. you just are so like welcoming to everyone like do you feel like you've always been that way like were you born that way a people person yeah for sure yeah i feel that to a fault too. Yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah what is your fault what do you mean Oh, man. I'm Okay, so I was thinking about this when I was driving over here, actually. When I was a kid, it was like, I've always been people-oriented. I could yeah. never be alone, like, ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. To a fault, meaning, like, after I graduated, you do kind of have to, it's like life restarts a little bit. Yeah. Like, when you graduate college, you're, like, fully adulting. You've got your full-time job. You're like, what is time? What is money? What is everything? No <laughs> one teaches money? you. Yeah, like, no one teaches you the right things. Like, why isn't there an email etiquette class in high school? Okay, that's yeah. a shot. And it's true, like, just they don't teach you the right stuff. (laughs) And so you're just tripping. And I just overinvested, not overinvested, I overindexed in, like, where I was putting all my time. And I just gave it to everyone else, entirely to everyone else. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times it felt like I was neglecting the relationships that really did deserve more of my time at that point. But I was just like, it's fine, like, our relationships are healthy, so they'll just always be there. But in reality, it was like, no, no, that means you have to foster those more. 
that means you have to be more present. Yeah. And, like, I was just being, like, almost impulsive with my yes. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm, I'll go. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. I'll be there. Yeah. And then just felt so crippled with sadness when I would miss something because I had overbooked myself four times over. And so, it, ultimately, it just led to, like, doing that for a long time burns you out, and then you don't pay attention to yourself. When you don't pay attention to yourself, you're in trouble, so. Yeah. That's very true. There was that. Yeah. I feel like when I came to Zoe, everyone was like, you and Sky will get along so well. Like, Real. everyone. Yeah. They were like, well, people also say we look alike. We don't look alike. Really? Do you think we look alike? I mean, we kind of have the same No, actually, shape. I take it back. I think we do No, we're, like, like staring, staring at, at each you. other. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, never mind. I take my aggressive answer back. No, we do look alike. But we're both just, like, outgoing, <laughs> and we have long, dark hair, and we do have kind of a similar face shape. Actually, the more I look at you, no, the more I'm like, we, we need could to be stop cousins. looking at each other. No, we there was a totally time. We really were going to say we we're going to pass as cousins. What happened to that? I don't know. Honestly, us and Bailey Baum as like a little trio. That's so true. Okay. Like, there's no, some there's family there. lines there That's that we need so to look true. into. We should really like go to Ancestry.com. We should just, like double check. That's I'm Irish. Are you Irish? Everyone's Irish though. Uh, I don't think. Okay. Well, I just know I'm Irish because my grandma's name is Maureen Delaney and she has red hair Delaney. and I'm pale. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know. No, Dead. no. But when I was younger, actually, it's crazy because like. I'm very naturally, like, very outgoing. To an extent, like, there are times where I'll be, like, quiet, but it's just because I feel like being quiet. It's never because I'm, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, for the most part, am extremely outgoing when I want to be, which is normally most of the time, but, like, there are times when I'm quiet. But when I was really young, people, like, don't realize this, I was painfully shy when I was younger. Like, my parents, my birthday was, like, kind of, like, teetering on the edge of, like, the cutoff date. My parents literally, like, my preschool teacher had, I did two years of, like, pre-K or whatever just so I could become more social. Like, it's crazy. You're like, that backfired. No, I know. I'm like, gosh, well, look, now look at me. But I'll tell people that. And they're like, there's, like, I don't even believe that. And I'm like, no, like, I was so shy. I was like, I still am, but like, such a daddy's girl. Like, I was just mm-hmm. like, I would only hang out with my dad. Like, when I was growing up, I was so tight with my dad. Like, instead of doing, like, you know, flashcards for, like, school, we would do flashcards for, like, sports teams and stuff. Like, that's cute. Yeah, no, I, like, would watch. Like, there's so many. I would wear, like, either a dress and, like, a, like a hat every day or it was like I was in like sports stuff we were going to games like we like Aww. I learned that stuff like I was just with my dad all the time I think maybe that's why I don't know what it was I was just so shy and now I am not shy like <laughs> at all but it's just weird because I'm like I feel like that is like something that you like learn but I feel like it's something that I mean like you can people are definitely born that way but I feel like it's something that like you're like, pushed to do you know I don't know it's weird but yeah once upon a time i was shy it's crazy period that's my story i think it's good i think if you're not like a little bit shy then i don't know when does being too outgoing cross over into being like self-obsessed yeah it definitely does like when i don't know i feel like it's hard for me sometimes to be an active or to be a listener but it's easy for me to be an active listener and some people don't respond well to active listening like i'm somebody who's like "Mm mm-hmm and yeah yeah like totally 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 like when people that's are talking, absolutely me i'll hear myself on the podcast and i say yeah every five minutes and i'm like can i shut up my god <laughs> it's like, so bad but there's yeah. like you're being an active listener like if you're listening if outgoing people i feel like are better active listeners maybe that's my theory i agree. print that somewhere also i think it's just because i'm a church kid and we say yeah all the time right. you're just actually being pentecostal yeah actually i'm just practicing you know whatever <laughs> practice what you preach that's whatever. so good that's <laughs> that's so good mm, jan that's so good <laughs> if you know you know (laughs) if you know you know i think also a lot of it like you would describe yourself would you describe yourself as a confident person 
Sure. Yeah. See, I think a lot of it, as far as, like, being welcoming and loving to people, it just goes back to, like, are you, like, secure in yourself, you know? And, like, there's different areas. Like, even if you don't feel like you're confident, it can be, like, overcompensation, I guess. But there's, like, different areas. Like, when someone is comfortable with themselves, then other people are comfortable around them, you know? Yeah. Like, when you're with someone, I can, like, think of people who I love dearly and who are the best people I know, but who are not, and it's, like, kind of like you're walking on eggshells, you know? You know what I'm saying? Totally. When people are, like, not comfortable I at get all. That. It's just, like, painful. And obviously, everyone has their own insecurities, but... Totally. Yeah, there's, like, different things. And I think it's weird, too. I've learned this lately. It started with, like, just because... I actually learned this, like, this summer, but I was like, just because I'm comfortable and I'm really secure and confident in one area of my life does not mean that I'm confident in every area of my life. Yep, exactly. So I'm like, it was weird when I like started, because I wouldn't ever say my parents were like really good about, I don't know if it was like really my parents or what, but like comparison was not a huge thing with me growing up at all. And I think it probably has to do with the fact that I was a firstborn so there was no one to compare myself to, and I'm the classic firstborn, like, good grades, like, really hot, like, leader, like, I am, to the T, a firstborn child, so I didn't really have anything to compare to, because it was just my parents, my parents were, like, great parents, you know, I mean, I had rough parts of my childhood, don't get me wrong, but, like, I think overall, like, I look at my sister, and I I understand now as I've gotten older, like, the whole then she came in and like my sister's really good at things that I'm not good at but growing up she wasn't necessarily great at school like that was not her thing so then she got compared her whole time because she had the same teachers as me when she's really good at things that I'm not good at but it just didn't happen to be in the thing that like you were getting graded on you know what I'm saying so anyways as I like there's just certain things and I was like it actually weird just in like certain social settings that I was like I never cared about what people thought, but then I was like, wait, I actually do care in this, this one area. And I was like, wait, that's so weird. Like, just because you're confident in one thing doesn't mean it's everything. It's crazy. That's like the realest thing ever. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about this at the office today. I was like, when you texted me saying like confidence or something, I was like, interesting. Like, that's, I haven't talked, like, I haven't openly spoken about that, Mm -hmm. especially because I think it might be actually because like the go-to thing with you yeah yeah like the assessment would be that i'm confident like you like how are you on stage if you're not or like things like that i don't know we were talking about it it was actually like really insightful conversation and we both just landed at like the overarching theme here is that like everyone like you feel better about being confident this is the phrase i'm going for now you feel better about being confident when you realize literally everyone is guessing yeah everyone is guessing yep at all times. And like if you like the playing field's leveled when you realize everyone in the room is is guessing and that everyone is insecure and that's actually not bad. Yeah. Like 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 you said, like there's something that like in me like I get really vulnerable sometimes and I'll talk about my insecurities and then I'm actually like proud of myself for doing that mm-hmm. because I'm like it's not embarrassing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, it's actually not embarrassing. And, like, I'll never shame somebody in my circle for being, like, I feel weird about this. Or, like, I feel insecure about this. Because I'm, like, dude, good for you. you you're you confident enough to be vulnerable with yes. me. Like, it's actually, like, more impressive to me. Yes, and, like, thank you. insecurity <laughs> takes so many shapes. Like, insecurity will, like, disguise itself as jealousy. Or it'll, it'll disguise itself as, yeah, or comparison. Oh, yeah. But the root of it all is, like, 
insecurity. And when you realize yeah. both of you are insecure, you're like, how are we even going to fight about this? We're yeah. literally both d- having these internal battles, just totally different ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, like, growing up, I don't know, whenever you hear people talk about confidence, I feel like it's just this whole, like, be confident, love yourself, don't compare yourself, and that's, like, pretty much it. Like, people don't talk about, like, there's different, different areas of your life to be confident in and different things like I always think about this this is another thing I've learned recently just because someone is mature in one area of their life does not mean they're mature in all areas of their life like I could I could write a sermon on this I really could I I really really could but <laughs> emotional I, maturity I'm oh assuming. yes thank you how did you know no but I was like <laughs> she's, because boys yeah thank what? you amen no I'm kidding um I'm not <laughs> that was like, a generalization that was a generalization that wasn't yeah 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 also yeah don't take it back yeah it's just like <laughs> it's kind of floating there and like take it if you want it you yeah, know there you go no, but just because someone is, yeah, and I think I think so often people, what you said about vulnerability, I, vulnerability in someone is probably my favorite quality, I think, because as soon as someone will break down their walls, everyone else will break down everyone else's walls, for the most part, like, it creates, like, an open environment, and I think it's so attractive that you are, like, it says a lot about someone, like, that you're comfortable enough with yourself and like with where you're at to be like hey I feel this way I'm not gonna like like when people you you can tell like when people's when people are like holding back things or not I don't I think so often everyone around you can see what's wrong so often people have no idea and people are not paying attention to you but like the people closest to you like so often everyone around you can see what the issue is it's like this big red flag but you can't because you won't open up about it or you know it, but you think no one else knows. Like the second you are comfortable enough to be like, hey, this is where I'm at. It's not good, whatever. Like that's so attractive. Mm-hmm. That's like the most attractive thing I think yeah. ever. I'm like, wow, keep it up. Totally. Completely. It's great. It really is. Okay, <laughs> let's have a little girl talk. Oh, God. I texted this guy this morning, right? And I was like, hey, we're doing a little bit of girl talk. Best boy advice, best confident advice, best career advice. We're not going to put boys first because, see, here's the thing. It's so easy to talk about boys because I just have so many things to say. (laughs) But, like, I am, like, this is not, like, my life does not revolve around this. It's just, like, easy. I'm, like, it's great. It is easy. It's easy, great content. You learn a lot. Whatever. I'm 21. Like. There you go. I'm, like, I'm young. It's fine. Uh, Really, it's fine. (laughs) The drag on fine. Fine. It's fine. fine. Like, my, like, Erica or whoever. Literally, Erica wins most talked about person on this podcast. She'll be like, Kinsey, you need someone like this. And I'm like, you're right. And then I'm like, anyways. <laughs> right. And you're like, back to texting who I shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm like, so back to uh, what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's so bad. Anyways, okay. Number one, best career advice that you can think of. Ooh. Wait, I wrote things down for this one. You came prepared. Uh. You texted me to be prepared. <laughs> number one cr- advice, be prepared. Actually, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> number one thing. This is very important. This actually came to me in like a second. Like I got your text and I was like, I already know what I'm going to talk Perfect. about. Do not over glorify being busy. Oh my God, guy. <laughs> I literally just recorded an entire episode and that was like one of my biggest things is yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Wow. It's just like so trendy to look like you're up the earliest. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that you're working the hardest, but the reality is like people who are making way more money than you. Or, or have better yeah. jobs than you, or just working smarter. Yeah, smarter, not harder. Work yeah. smarter, not harder. And mm-hmm. like it's and like working hard is not bad. Like work, no. work hard. Like you should still be an ethical worker. Yes, like, that's you're not like don't be a 
bad Don't be worker. lazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, obviously, time management is important. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of dense layers here. Yes. But, like, I think for the most current landscape, it's so important yes. to be like, hello. And, like, honestly, like, don't, don't over-glorify anything. Like, the... To some extent, like, just exist and let your work speak for itself. Yeah. But, like, being busy in particular is such an odd thing for me to feel like is glorified right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I, like, I don't know if I just bought this book, How to Not Always Be Working, and Mm -hmm. I literally can't wait to dig into it because I am somebody who is actively not always working on purpose because Mm -hmm. your work is more creative when you have time to be creative outside of work. So, like... I think, yeah. honestly, like, in my team, I'm, like, encouraging them, like, is there a panel you want to go to? Like, is there a convention you want to go to? Are there people you want to take lunches with? Do you have mentors? Because, to be honest, like, your work is going to be so much better, and you'll be a better people person if you're just being focused with your time instead of, like, overworking yourself on things yeah. that, like, actually don't matter. Yes. But like, anyway. Be yeah. efficient instead of being, like, I'm yeah. be so productive. A lot of productivity is just busy work because you just want to fill the void, like fill something in. Yeah, no, that's like huge. I yeah, so often too, it's so unhealthy. Just the mindset behind it's like, oh, I have to be so busy, I have to do this. It's unhealthy, and it's also yeah, being like dumb with thing. your time. Yeah, and like validation and value. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's amazing. All right, next also, one. Also, also, what? last thing. Perfect. If you're starting out in a creative industry and you're like new to the game, you cannot say no to jobs. Yeah. I run into this so much. You'd like be surprised. I'm like hiring people for shoots like nonstop, like whether it be for the music or for my my day job in sports. Mm-hmm. And like we just are hiring for whatever reasons, for graphics, for video, for photo, for everything. And it's like really strong opportunities with like really strong people who could offer really long tail job yeah. stability for these people. And they're young and they're hungry, but like not hungry enough. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just do the job. If it's a hundred bucks less than you want to do it for, like I'm gonna just call out somebody really quick. This guy Ryan that I grew up with, one of the closest people to me in my life. Yeah, he just like picked up a camera pretty much when like a a career that he thought he was gonna have didn't pan out because of like he was he's colorblind more mm-hmm. or less, and you can't be a pilot if you're colorblind or something. Yeah. Um, and he is unbelievable. Like. No one on earth could ever say a bad thing about Ryan. He's just the best. Ryan Fleming, shout out. Follow him. He's the best. But he picked up a camera and just, like, really, really, really tried. Like, he just, like, never, ever said no. Like, I'm like, can you do this? He's like, yes, even though he'd never done it before. Like, hey, I want to hire you. He's like, why? And I'm like, because I think you're really, really dope. And I believe in you. And here we are. And honestly, like, he now will, like, he will never be out of work as long as I am working. Yeah. Because, like, the way he's proven himself, like, worth ethic-wise, and, like, he's taking jobs for $0, and now he's taking jobs for $50,000. Like, he's just, like, proven himself over and over and over and over again, and I will literally recommend him to everyone. And that's because when he started, he was not cocky about his rates or his hourlies or, like, what he was doing. Like, he just went for it, and now I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, you're it. That's really big. Yeah. Especially in LA. Yeah. People are really... You're not too good for a job. Yeah. People really... Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was incredible. Love this. I'm I'm glad we're doing girl talk. You're ranting, but that's fine. No, that's exactly what I want. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. What is your best confidence advice? I know we've kind of already talked about this, but no one's ever fully confident. We're all in the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly think that like when I was a kid, I was really confident and then I had to kind of rediscover myself. Um, find the thing that you want to be super confident about and then just like 
lean into it. Yeah. Like become really good at it. Become somebody, somebody like become someone that other people want to talk to you about that thing. So that like that'll just help you build your confidence even more. And also like you have no reason to not be confident, right? Like we're going to go yeah. full spiritual tilt on this. Like we are actually totally made whole and we yeah. actually shouldn't be insecure about anything. The reality yep. is everybody has internal battles. And once you realize that you are actually not the only one struggling with something, it's so much easier. Everybody's guessing. Nobody fully knows what they're doing at any second. <laughs> like That's perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Okay, last one. Best boy advice. That's so broad. I know. It, it's very broad. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even know what to say. Also, yeah. What about in this? Like, it can be, like, specific, like, in, like, this time of your life or in a certain time of your life. Maybe what would you tell yourself at 21? Like, it could be anything of that mm. sort. 21, I was, like, there was not a boy who was going to phase me at 21. Yeah. And honestly, like, I was that way until very recently. Like, yeah. I think f- full honest transparency moment, like, it was becoming really hard for me to manage my time. Um, and that's like really honest and hard thing to admit with boys and with your friends. Like for me, it's like, I feel like relationships in general, I'm going to say, cause like, I don't really have like, it's not like boys for me yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, this, like <laughs> I'm kind of in one lane in that situation, <laughs> but I think when you make plans, stick to them, like make your say do ratio work. Like when you yeah. say you're going to do something, do it. And then when you make those plans and you show up for those plans, like be present in them. Like, that's, like, feedback I've been getting, at least when I, like, ask my friends to be honest with me. Like, what do I need to do more of? And it's literally that, like, show up and blow up, dude. Like, we want more time with you, and we want you to be more present in that time, which is, like, affirming and simultaneously, like, earth-shattering. Yeah. Like, you're like, okay, so I suck, and also I'm so sorry, and also (laughs) I'm affirmed. So, I don't know. I just have so much respect for people who are reliable, and I want to be the most reliable friend or girlfriend or sister, like, in my circle, and I think it literally just starts with that, your Sadie ratio being equal. I love that. I'm going to use Sadie ratio now that you said that. My friend Ty has I a tattoo to his arm or something, and he showed it to us, like, years ago, and I was like, that is actually fire. That's incredible. The other day, Pastor Chad was talking, and he was like, what you're doing is speaking so loudly, like, I can't even hear what you're saying, and I was like, dang, that's very, very true, because then there's so many yeah. times where I'm like, yeah, I say this, and then, like, what am I doing? Not that. That's not the thing. Totally. Totally not the thing. Totally. Anyways, this was incredible. I'm so happy that you came on. Where you can they on. find you? On the internets. Mm-hmm. My name's Sky. The music is called Sky. The songs you have out right now are called Across the Room and Over and Over. No, your EP, by the time this comes out, your EP is probably out, right? Really? January, when? yeah. I have like 10 episodes recorded right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't really want to put a time on that, but okay. yeah, early 2019, the cool. EP will be out. One of the singles on it, I think, will be a song called Play Nice, I hope. I'm hoping that because I just said that on the podcast, the guys will let me make it a song on the EP. Okay, perfect. There we go. There we go. (laughs) It's good. Um, Yeah, if you have songwriting ideas, send them to me. It's been really hard. I'm having crazy songwriting block recently. So slide into my DMs, family. (laughs) Into my DMs. With concepts. Just little idioms, please. Just good ideas. Yeah. There we go. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're on. I love you so much. You're the cutest little angel. Thank you. All right, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you guys want to find either of us on our socials, they'll be in the description down below. We have a secret Facebook group that you guys can join for the I Love You So Much listeners. It's super fun, so I definitely recommend it. Love you guys so much, and I'll talk to you next week.